Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of The Vault of Cult with your host Chris. And Mark, you alright? Yeah, I'm alright. Got all the listeners are alright out there today. Um, we'll be alright, because we're back again. We're back again. We've got another episode on the go. We hope you enjoy it. You know, keep coming back. Love the support. Thanks very much. Always. Yeah. Always. We're, uh, you know, get us on the socials, get in contact as usual. Yeah, main main way of getting us is on the Instagram at The Vault of Cult. Yeah, and we're also, get us uh, over on the emails at, yeah. at The Vault they were at the vault of cult at gmail.com yeah there we yeah. go vault of cult at gmail.com so as a, yeah as always thoughts feelings do feedback you, yeah do you vehemently disagree do you fully agree correct <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, yeah guys yeah again thanks for all the support you know and do get in touch yeah so well let's get to it then yeah so we're doing Gladiator. We are. From the year 2000. 2000. Yeah. Where everyone lived underwater. (laughs) (laughs) Not much has changed, though. No. I love that song. We came to the year 3000. Not much has changed, but we live underwater. Pretty big change. (laughs) (laughs) Totally way totally change your life. Yeah, massive change of life, but okay. It's Technically, we're all fish. (laughs) According to Buster. Yeah. Um... So yeah, Gladiator, yeah. the Ridley Scott uh, historical epic. Yeah. So guys, yeah, let's get the show on the road. Mm-hmm. So Mark, Gladiator from the year two thousand. Yes. Um, so yeah, it came out in the US and Canada on the fifth of May, um, two thousand. Oh right, okay. But yeah, it came out in May the twelfth over here. In the UK, but weirdly, that's all, that's all that I could find came when it came out in America and when it came out in the UK as well. So I presume the rest of the world was at the same time, like that, a rollout, yeah, yeah right, from at, that point at the on. same time as us, I suppose. But yeah, don't he don't so much happen anymore as much. It used to be that, like, there used to be... No, it's day and day, isn't it, a lot? Yeah, usually it's pretty much, it's going to be pretty much the same. Like, streaming's changed all that, hasn't it, though, you know? Mate, I remember having to wait bloody, like, three years to get something on video. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they'd be like, oh, check out this new release, and you'd be like, hey, I watched that years ago, and Oh right, on video, brilliant. I think I read somewhere Asia's got like Australia was the worst. They was the the Australia, most delayed. Australia, I think they're still waiting for fucking get, get this film. Infinity right? War. This film, they'll be like, it'll be good. This Gladiator, when I can buy it. <laughs> Thank fuck for streaming illegal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, poor Australia mm. and New Zealand. They just get there yeah. thousands of miles at the bottom yeah. of the earth, and they're like, <laughs> what about us? What about us? I want to see films. Oh, shut up. And the fucking descendants of thieves and paedophiles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Don't cancel it. Don't cancel it. Don't cancel it. I'm joking. I'm joking. So, yeah, got it from the year 2000. <coughs> um, obviously, produced by DreamWorks and Universal Pictures, which is an interesting. Both of them, yeah, both of interesting. them. I read that it were like um, a sort of joint venture. DreamWorks handled all the US and the domestic side, and Universal oh, yeah. did it. For, very for rare, the rest of isn't the world, uh, uh, we've been doing this pod for a while, as you dear dear listeners will be aware, because they're, they're just always there waiting yeah. for them. Um, I've never encountered anything like that since we've been doing 
Like, because that, that, that struck me as awfully strange. Very different studios as well. Yeah, well, yeah. I would have thought, like, Universal would just be the parent of all of it, because, well, it's Universal. Just why it? didn't Universal just do it on their own? Anyway. Yeah, anyway. But, yeah, that's an interesting little thing. Directed by uh, Ridley Scott. Our Ridders. Our Ridders Our from Ridders. the northeast. yeah. Known for Alien, the first Alien film. Yeah. You know, kind of regarded as a classic. Playing Blade Runner. Directed yeah. Thelma and Louise. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting I, probably, I don't film. think a lot of people would know that, to be fair. No, no. Um, I discovered that for this part. I didn't realise that he worked directly. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like Thelma and Louise, you know. And as a, again, not to kind of go off topic at the beginning, but, you know, he's, he's a director that he's had his best films, I think. He's, you know, not to drag the man or anything. No, like, no. Just, you know, facts. You know what I mean? Just facts. Ridley, your best days are behind you. Yes. <laughs> you know, with like Alien, like fucking... Oh, the the aliens! Oh, someone put that film in a bag and shoot it. I kind of like it. Oh, shut up, Chris! It's a loathsome little film. Uh, Um, Right, so (laughs) music by a a Hans Zimmer. So he's popped up a few times. Yeah, Dark Knight and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Really famous. Everyone knows the Hans Zimmer film. Chris Um, Nolan's a big fan. Yeah. Um, I think I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Everyone's a big fan of the Hans Zimmer thing. Yeah, he's good. And I have to say, top of the shop, the score, uh, I'm sure. I agree. Wow. (laughs) Wow. It fits it. It it fits it so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a score. Uh, Running time, 155 minutes. Um, So so it's like two and a half Right, so, all right. I actually watched, I think probably for the first time, um, I had watched an extended cut. Or it was. See, I always used to watch the extended cut. And I'm pretty sure it's the first time I've watched because it was nearly three hours. Yeah. Um, It adds a good 20 20 minutes minutes onto the film, basically. Um, The video where I I had when I were a kid. Right, so here for a start, listeners, I had this on video and I absolutely hammered it. Hammered the video. I did have the DVD Um, when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, the DVD rather, and I, I did absolutely hammer the thing. But that had the extended cut on it on the DVD. I've never right? seen and it. And I couldn't so, tell what, so was, what, I, what was missing I think or what was I, added. Well, yeah, but I, can't re- I couldn't really tell what was missing, but I did feel like there were scenes missing. And I was like, oh, oh I've just worked it. Yeah, and I've just like, oh, right, I've got, what I watched for this pod were the theatrical. Oh, I see. I was mine was the opposite. I can and say. so I was, I, was like, I was like, "This bit's missing here." This really, bit's missing. really, you you you're that familiar with it? I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not. I haven't watched so, it for a long time. I'm not. So, I haven't watched it for a long time. I'll admit. But when I was younger, I did hammer it. But so I couldn't quite think what is missing. But okay. I was like, this "Bit's missing here," uh-huh. and then I was like, "Ah." Uh, That'll be why. Like That'll I say, be I, why. I've not watched it um, for a long, long probably since. The early 2000s, maybe 2001, 2002, so, you know, 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, seriously. Um, but again, it was the ex- it says it was the extended version. I'm like, I didn't even, for one, I, in mm. my fucking film knowledge, I wasn't aware there was an extended version, for one. Mm. And does for two, like it's an, nearly he, three he hours, and I was it, like, Ooh. He likes an extended cut, though, does uh, well, Ridley Scott. Well, this is he's, true. A, he's a very... <laughs> here's all you he likes to revisit. Bits. He does like to revisit. Like, and especially something like this, like his historical epics one, there is always a... Um, a large amount of extended stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Think Bits of, and bobs, characters, Kingdom of Heaven, like, yeah, yeah, different yeah. film, Kingdom of Heaven. Well, pretty much, look at Blade Runner, one of the most famous, he directs, he cuts, fucking, he likes to tamper. Yeah, in. yeah, he's, he's a revisitor. 
So anyway, uh, yeah. Box office. What what did it make? What are its financials? Well, it had a budget of 103 million. It wasn't intended to be that that much. They had to keep putting the budget up. I was going to say that seems up. a lot. Yeah, they did have to. Um, Considering around that time one, they were making Lord of the Rings for what, like 200 yeah, million. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? In in typical Mark's brilliant note taking fashion, I read but haven't wrote down oh. <laughs> what it originally was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be about eighty million. Prick. But you know, once again, Mark's absolutely brilliant notation skills come shine through. Oh no, I'm but, messing with. But but yeah, it ended up costing one hundred and three million. That's that does seem a lot. Chunky, chunky. Um, but we'll discuss, we'll discuss when we're talking about it as to why we think. And <clears throat> this is another film where I've said, um, and we've said this before about other films, everything's on screen. Like, you can see, like, production value is high. Yeah, okay. High, high in this film. So, like, I don't necessarily think it doesn't warrant its high budget. They definitely wanted to... They wanted to... Yeah, it's they very much part of the director. Yeah, it's the part of the director intent of this yeah. thing. Into historical that. He wanted to make an historical yeah, yeah, yeah. epic. Um, so, but what did it make? It made gross worldwide four hundred and fifty-seven point six million. So, double so, money. Yeah, um, like I've said so many times before, that's what's called in the business. A shit ton <laughs> of money. Um, yeah, <laughs> That's the truck. A shit ton of money. A dump truck worth of money. Uh, yeah, uh, it made 187.7 million of that in US and Canada and 269.9 rest of the world. Oh, right, okay. Um, pretty even split, really. I mean, not... Not massively even, like, it's always going to be skewed internationally because news to the Americans, more people don't live in America. But, um, yeah, that's true. You know... Um, Surprisingly to them. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm I not, that's not we have got American listeners. We have listeners. got American listeners. Hiya, hiya, hiya. You're okay, hiya. guys. Thanks for joining Howdy. us. Um, yeah, we do love you. Racist. Oh, shut up. They'll be fine. Um, <laughs> we love fine. you. Thanks love for listening. You. We, do we, love do. You. we do love you guys. Um, but, yeah... Um, yeah, pretty even split, and it was number one at the box office uh, for two weeks in the row in a row. And for, it was a big film at the time. I yeah, remember it was um, a big film, and um, it was still up there weeks later, like three weeks yeah, after it had come out. It was five. still only on the three. It come was on. still yeah. on the third. Like so, it it remained in the public consciousness for a very it was a long buzzy time. film. Very long time. Yeah. So a plot overview. Yeah. Well, basically. Um, it's set around a Roman general. Russell like, Crowe's character. Yeah, Russell Crowe's character, Maximus Decimus Meridius. That's him. Um, and he's a Roman general on the Germanic frontier uh, during the Marcomannic Wars. Um, oh, by the way, uh, listeners, if you weren't aware, and all of them will be aware, I'm a massive, massive, massive history buff. Massive history buff. It's like, true. Yeah, on a scale of one to ten, how much I love history and talking about history and in particular Roman history, on a scale of one to ten, I'm 165. Like, I love it, love it. I immerse so myself in it. I immerse myself in it. Um, so, yeah, uh, so he's on. He's on the um, Germanic frontier during the, the wars of the time um, and. Uh, the Emperor Max Aurelius tries to make him not his successor, but he wants to 
make Rome a republic again, and so thus to disinherit her, disinherit Commodus, who is Joaquin Phoenix's part. Cunt. Yeah, uh, we'll come on to we'll come on to what we think of uh, each <laughs> of them. Um, but uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character essentially betrays Maximus's character, or not betrays him, has him. Framed. Dealt with and get, yeah, and he frames, uh, him. frames him essentially for the murder, yeah, Ma- uh, Marcus's murder. And he he has his family killed in Spain, yeah, um, his wife and his and, child. Uh, basically, it's about vengeance, is this film. The uh, uh, Maximus gets uh, captured by slavers and is forced to be a gladiator, and he has to work his way up being a gladiator until essentially he can get close enough to Commodus yes. to get some revenge. Revenge is what he needs. He needs some revenge in his life. And yeah, when he's determined to get it. Yeah, um, as you and be. he will have his vengeance. He will, um, as he says, to his face, to his face. Wow, um, powerful. Yeah, um, so that's a general plot overview, right? I've got, I'm just going to have a brief moment. Take, please do. Brief moment because I've got to talk about some history now. Briefly, I'm, I'm, I have, I've been, I've never been more nervous about doing something on a pod than this because but I. This have, is all in context, which, yeah. uh, which it need, I think it it does, it's very it interesting to know about this. the film. In, right? You know. Is, is this film historically accurate? No. Not even a bit, really. Um, if it, if by accuracy you mean, does it depict the events that we know or believe to have happened? No, almost no. nothing. Um, uh, Maximus is a totally made-up character. There, there isn't a there isn't a general Maximus like a famous guy. Like yeah, that. Um, there isn't, um, and the. The story beats of Commodus's reign, because that's what this is depicting. Through Maximus, yeah, yeah, it's depicting yeah, 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 yeah. the Emperor Commodus's reign. None of it really. Hurt, none of it. Yeah, none of it really happened. But what I think this film is trying to do is to capture the the descent into madness of Commodus and his reign. The beginning of the because, end is what we we know because. Although the Roman Empire would go on for another, in the West at least, for another three centuries, a long time, this is where historians usually start to break down that things begin to fall apart. For the, uh, Like a very, very famous 18th century historian called Edward Gibbon, he wrote a huge five-volume piece of history called The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire and he starts his story. And these story. books are fucking yeah, massive as they're well. They're absolutely enormous like, um, I don't have a copy. It's like the definitive Yeah, well, it's the definitive kind of old one. I mean it was written two, three hundred years ago but to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, it's... and he begins his scholarship with Commodus's reign of the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. And that's the point in time when that, yeah. the, that, that was a traceable yeah. point to say this is when it, it this was the beginning of the end. So, sort of, things fall apart and there's a massive uh, crisis that lasts about a century long. It's, it's known to historians as the crisis of the third century yeah, um, okay. where there's, there's pretenders popping up, civil wars, the Roman Empire starts breaking apart and they have to go and reconquer parts of it and it's, it, it's just... It's a dreadful time to be a Roman is the third century and it's a dreadful time to be a Roman emperor because nearly all of them end up getting murdered. <laughs> Usually 
usually by their own Praetorian Guard as well. Well... Um, well, well, you go well, but I'm sure that they were very put out by the moment. Um, but they must have done something very naughty then to deserve um, it. Yeah. So, it, is it is this film historically accurate? Does it have a historical slant to it? Yes, absolutely. In terms in of in using terms of, characters and names and, it, and it's, it's real trying people to put, from history. Yeah, it's trying to put a theme towards it of the Roman Empire at the height of its power and where can it go from there nowhere but down yeah yeah, yeah. nowhere but down now and that's what it's trying to pick like I've got I can nitpick it till the end of the mid days but it's one of those Commodus does not murder his father uh, Marcus Aurelius you know he chokes him yeah 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 today. he doesn't do that he's literally about 100 miles away he does when not murder his father. Um, Marcus Aurelius does not want Rome to become a republic again. Commodus is already emperor. Marcus had made him co-emperor with him. So there's never any suggestion that he wanted him to not be emperor after him because he'd already made him joint emperor. You know what I mean? Um, so, and, to get, and just sort of finally on the historical point... Um, it's how can I put it yeah I've lost my train of thought but it's not it's not ac it's not accurate at all there are no events here that really take place and there are only a few characters who you can definably say are were real people and that's Commodus and that's uh, Marcus Aurelius and sort of his sister Lucilla but Lucilla's a bit of a conglomeration of all Commodus's sisters because in reality it's got about four sisters so she's a sort of bit of all of them really yeah uh, so is it historically accurate no do not watch Gladiator thinking you'll learn much about Commodus's reign but watch Gladiator because it's a good film <laughs> oh one final point it makes it seem like Commodus's reign is only like a year or something like that, like not very long. Commodus is on the throne for 12 years. Oh, right. So, it, so it's a, a significant amount of time. And it do, what I think this film does depict historically very well is Commodus's sort of descent into madness. So, yeah, there you go. I just needed to have a no, brief no, no. monologue no, there. No, good, it's good. It's and good. I will be bringing up other historical things as we talk about it. Yeah. I'm afraid. So, Mark, do you want to give us a few fun facts that we can have fun uh, with? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it was the second highest grossing film um, of the year 2000. That could have gone with box office stats, that, but never mind. It's it. it only lost out to Mission Impossible 2. Oh, Electric okay. Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. Every sequel is every called sequel. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Um, only lost out to that. And I don't really like Mission Impossible particularly. I'm not, I'm I don't like Tom Cruise, but I will keep watching them if they keep making uh, yeah. them. Yeah, well, they will until Tom Cruise literally doing his own stunts falls off the top of a building and dies. That's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> prob probably true. Uh, probably true. Uh, it won Best Picture at the 2001 Oscars, and I'm not at all surprised, realistically. So, so what, what, that's not the only one it won, did, No, it? no, um, it won Best Costume Design. Oh. Um, again, I think the costumes are brilliant. Again, they're not historically accurate at all. Um, there's a hint of it. It won Best Sound and won Best Visual Effects. Oh, I mean... <sighs> 
it's I bet compared to today's films, I bet it's not got a lot of visual effects shots in it. The only, it's only in the Colosseum and the yeah, but you know, um, uh, well, this is this is a very practical. This is a very practical effect. Yeah, because um, it, it used it in the they right way. They literally built half a Colosseum. Yeah, I remember for that, the yeah, thing. Yeah. Another reason why the budget well, was so a lot of it was filmed in England, wasn't it? There were parts of it filmed in England. The bit, the opening battles were filmed in uh, Northern England somewhere. You know the the big battle. I remember the, reading about it in the paper yeah, at the time, um, like oh, big, but most of, making a big most film. of it most of it was filmed in Malta. Malta. Yeah. Um you know, for a more of a Mediterranean yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that no that that Germanic part that yes that was filmed in England. Yeah, I remember that, it, yeah. Um yeah, uh, oh but uh, someone who was nominated but he didn't win, uh, Joaquin Phoenix was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Mm. Oh do you not think? Do you not think? Oh, uh, we'll, we'll come on to okay. the past in a minute. Okay. But um, yeah, uh, famously, Oliver Reed died during the production. Remember of the, that? Yeah. Um, uh, Oliver Reed plays like the mentor kind of character. Really good. He's really good. <laughs> he's really good. He's fantastic in this film. If you're gonna die, go and die on this high. He's, he's, do you know what? He's, he's loving it. He's fucking he's loving, loving it. it. You sold me. Yeah. Queer drafts. <laughs> and he's going by the balls. I yeah. love it. Love it. Stunning. Oli Reed's topping it. Icons. Oli yeah. Reed. But he's yeah, really he, good, pa- he passed away to literally one at production team just found him in his trailer. Deaded. Deaded. Poor Oliver. A British acting legend. Again, and absolute, a character. Absolute, absolute character acting. Legend. Yeah, total pisshead. Like, um, uh, he were good mates with um, Christopher Lee. And Christopher Lee were like, yeah, total pisshead. I mean, obviously. There's a Christi- famous clip, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, on a talk I'm show. A talk show. <laughs> Absolutely shit face. Is it like Wolgan or something? It wasn't ass. three sheets to the wind, he was 12 sheets to the wind. They were gone <laughs> yeah. down along the wind. He had no idea where no he was and what he was doing. Terry Wogan just yeah. there, like, are you all right? And no. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is inspired by a book. I didn't know this. It is inspired by a, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. a book um, called Those Who Are About to Die. Yeah. Salute you. Um, loose, I think. Le- very loosely. I don't think it's a story beat. It's yeah. ins- the word they use is inspired, which yeah. usually means someone read it and thought, let's make a film about the Romans. And yeah. everyone went, yeah, go on. Let's do it. We're not let's do that now. then. Um it's thought to have revitalised interest in the historical epic as a, as a genre. Now, uh, I, I have I have no a bit of an issue with that because they never really they never really go away. They're, and I'm saying this as a big historical epic fan, but almost always an historical epic is. It's not necessarily going to be a box office success, but they're usually quite big box office draw. The problem, the problem with them yeah, is they that they okay. usually, yeah, the problem with them is that they're usually very, very, very expensive. True. That's what that that's. And you the know what? I think it. what I can I can kind of bring to the table to contradict that point is just around the corner was Fellowship of the Ring. Well, that's not historical, is it? No, it's because then fantasy, then it was all about fantasy for me, from what I remember. I don't remember off the top of my head now um, anything in the the next three to four to five years after Gladiator that I can recall to go. There was, do you know, like these cycles of things, isn't there? You know, in your yeah. Brain? I can't recall anything that was it in the first and up until two thousand and five to think. Oh yeah, there was two or three 
you know, like the Armageddon and Deep Impact mm. thing, do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, um... There's always two or three films that come after some yeah. of that's that's had a lot of interest in the in the, it's had uh, good box office numbers. It's had a lot of it's kind of captured the public's interest, and then obviously people go, oh, people but want to see more of that. Let's give it to them. Yeah, the trouble is, like, I mean, Ridley Scott kept trying. Like he did start. He, he did. He's sit, a trier these days. He yeah. is a tri- <laughs> he is a trier. Um, he would make Kingdom of Heaven, which I've I've a soft spot for that film. I've told you I've got a soft spot Was for a that. Was a fucking film. fantastic director because. But what he does is he world builds. He does world build. We'll get on to that. Yeah. Um, Right, there was extensive rewrites and a lot of input from the cast. Oh, like ad-libbing and stuff like that. No, not ad-libbing, literally sending the script back and saying, I'm not saying that line, I'm not doing it. Russell Crowe kicked off about... I mean, it's an iconic scene now. It's It's a meme. The scene of... Takes his helmet off and my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, husband to a murdered wife, father to a murdered son, and I will have my vengeance <laughs> in this life or the next. Now, right, yeah, hammy, but at first Russell Crowe was like, I'm not saying that line, and Ridley Scott had to put his foot down and was like, say the line. <laughs> say the line. And, you know, he smashes it, but, but... Initially. Yeah, a, a lot of that. Oh, um, that's Oliver, Oliver Reed, Proximo's character. Uh, Oliver Reed's character, Proximo. Uh, at first, Oliver Reed said that he wanted his character to die and they didn't want his character to die, but then literally fucking Oliver Reed actually Died. did die. So they It's like, fucking hell, Oliver, you are a, you are a character like, actor. You've literally died <laughs> yeah. to kill off your character yeah. and the thing. Yeah. Wow. Um, Richard Richard Harris and Oliver Reed were considered for each other's parts. No, they did it right. Now, yeah, I think I think they did it right. Yeah. But um, I can I can see Oliver Reed playing Richard Harris's part. I can't see Richard Harris playing Oliver Reed's part. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I can I can sort of set, I can sort of see. It one way round, but I can't see it the other way round. Do you not know I mean? I don't know. I think because that character is such a good character in it, you know, yeah, it's yeah. hard for me to. Um, and this is sort of this film is sort that. of a loosely a remake of a nineteen sixty four historical epic called The Fall of the Roman Empire, which is um, it stars Alec Guinness as Richard Harris's oh, part, Obi-Wan. and Christopher Plummer as Joaquin Phoenix's part as Commodus. He plays it very differently. Um, He he plays it quite snide and pompous. Mm. Well, Um, that was... I think that was an acting style for these type of films on that time. Yeah, from that that time. And... Oh, uh, Sophia Loreno plays um, uh, Commodus's sister, Lucilla, um, who is now played by Connie Nielsen in this thing. So yeah, why don't we give a why don't we give our viewers waiting for bated breath for who's in it, guys? You've been waffling on who's in it. Who's in it? Right. So the total cast uh, off the top of the shop is Russell Crowe plays Maximus. Uh, he's been in films like Master and Commander, which is a really good film. Oh, I fucking love it. I absolutely love that. Really film. good film. Um, best, one of best scores. 
ever the written. soundtrack's really the soundtrack's really good fucking fantastic. but it's a really good film really underrated we've said this yeah. before uh, films like American Gangster he's done a Robin Hood let's move on uh, yeah a Ridley Scott Robin Hood um, I, I was going to say because I were looking at his filmography I don't really know nearly anything before that so would you say well, that there's some things, like things in, no, in but, Australia uh, yeah <clears throat> but would you say that this film made him the worldwide star? Yeah. I, I would say so. I think he was uh, in a very um, well-regarded film called Romper Stomper about, like, skinheads and stuff. Yeah, I've not seen this. it. I have, heard, I have heard of it. And I think that's when he, people was, like, always a good actor him. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember what was the film before that led into this or him getting picked sure. for this. I'm not sure. I but obviously this made him a fucking but, star, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, do, would it be fair for me to say that this is the thing that made him a star? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, then obviously, like you say, fucking Joaquin Phoenix is, mate, the Joker. Really good film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, I... I I hadn't really seen him in anything before this. I mean, admittedly, admittedly, I was at this point Sounds the tender age Gibson. of ten. Oh yeah, yeah, not a good film about aliens. Get, get, about aliens and that the village that M Night Shyamalan fucking M, M Night Shyamalan a ding dunk shit film. I'm not seeing it swerve that mate. I'm not a fan of him as a director. I've wanted Six Sense. He's nailed it. Then he nailed it with Six Sense. And yeah, you put, yeah, Unbreakable's all right. Yeah, it's all right. All right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. Okay. Move on. Yeah, move on, Chris. Connie Nielsen as Lucilla, like you're saying. She was in Justice League. She was in Justice League. She Which cut? Hip-hop. The, oh, the cut oh. that we watched last week. Don't. <laughs> oh, the cut that's coming up in six months' time. No one cares, guys. No one cares. Move on. Everyone's like, oh, which is better, the Snyder Cut or the... No one cares. They're both shit. Uh, They're both shit. I like the Snyder Cut. Oh, grow up. It's shit. Like, uh, Derek Jacobet, which is a really famous English did, actor, yeah, plays Senator Gracchus. And he's, again, you know, the first thing I noticed when we were watching this film was like, oh, Mark, it's him out of I, Claudius, it isn't is it? He plays so that, I like that link. Uh, he, he was in a BBC it's thing why, from it's the why 70s. They cast him. It's why they cast him. They were like, oh, you've been in Roman things yeah, before. He was in you a, know how to do it. Admittedly, you get a Roman thing set like 130 years previously, but... Still, but I like that link. I kind of like. I, 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 I don't mind the link. I'm there for the link. Obviously, we've mentioned uh, the great Oliver Reedos Proximo. Um, you know, he was in Oliver. He was in Oliver. Not Fagan, to the one Bill Sykes. Also, really well known. Uh, he's in a load of stuff, but obviously a little. Honest, uh, honestly, when I was looking at his filmography, everyone else on there, uh, like I got the he's filmography. In a, like I got I the filmography. Yeah. I've seen yeah. Um, like, I got the filmography about Wiki- off Wikipedia. It's of fine. Of course, yeah. It's fine. Um, but everyone Good else's had, the fi- had their filmography on their page. You had to, for Oliver Reed, you had to go onto a separate wow, page. There you go. Like, the man was active since, like, the 50s. Yeah. And, uh, you know what I mean? So. Also, uh, a little nod to something like Mark's really interesting. He was in Three Musketeers, The Four Musketeers, and then the trilogy Kappa, Return of the Musketeers. Musketeers. I had him on video when oh, I was wow. a kid. I, I can't the, recall I watching them. Yeah, they're very much from that 60s, 70s swashbuckling oh, kind yeah, of yeah. era. Um, I forgot the name of plays. The oh, it doesn't matter. Um, and then his best mate in the film... Um, is it? How do you, how do you pronounce that? Jim Jimon Honsau. Yeah. Um, Jimon Honsau. I really don't. I really don't want to but, butcher his name. The, I'm doing. The, the, I'm doing a good job of it. Yeah. Yeah. But his mate. Job. Yeah. Yeah. Juba. Yeah. He plays a Numidian fellow gladiator slave. Um, 
And he's in a few things. He's in Guardians. He's in Aquaman. He's 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 very much into his superhero films. Yeah, at the Stargate. He were in Stargate. I like Stargate. Stargate, yeah. Which was a little earlier than this. Stargate was yeah, like yeah, Stargate, before, uh, yeah, Stargate were before this. And then the great uh, actor Richard Harris as Marcus Aurelius. Uh, yeah. I obviously people know him from Harry Potter's. Um, or, yeah. Um, he's another one, though, that is... Um, he's been historical epics before. He was in a, a depicting English history at Cromwell. The late, great Richard Harris. The late, great Richard Harris. Um, Irishman. 100%. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, he were in Cromwell, which is a big uh, historical... Do you know what film I, I like him in, right? And um, he's in a film with Roger Moore, and it's called The Wild Geese. Oh, I've never seen it. And it's it. like, it's a proper it. cheesy war film. It's like, as soon as I said it, you're smiling because you know of it. Yeah. But you've not seen it. Yeah. Mate, yeah. it's, uh, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's I'll cool. Probably, I'll probably like look into it. Like, 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 oh, I quite like that. Oh, I like that. I've got oh, a Blu-ray. Like, <laughs> I'll borrow it. It's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm into that. I'm into that as yeah, an idea. Yeah, and fucking Roger Moore and a couple of other heads get together and go to, like, Africa to save a village and shit. Oh, I'm into that. Mate, you love it. Yeah, D- top top tips from Christine. Yeah, yeah top yeah. tips. Oh, well, I, um, I do own it. Up. I um, and get, I'd just like to point out though, there are, there are hundreds of other supporting characters, there literally is. cast of thousands. We're not going to go through no, them. No, I can't be bothered. Oh, well, yeah, just say to us, fucking listenership, we can't be bothered. No. But- <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, um, huge, huge cast. Huge, huge Yeah, yeah, huge yeah. There's, there is loads of like British actors make like little living a scene yeah. here and a scene there. Well, you can't show the Romans without uh, um, them all being British, can you? Well, uh, uh, classically trained British actors. Stage like, actors. Stage actors. Treading the boards, dear. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's your overview of the film. So come on then. Right, my thoughts, my first thing that I do want to discuss is how, and I said this to you um, last week, I noticed straight away that there's a lot more, I think there's two kind of stories that intertwine, and okay, I think it's, it's his personal journey to get revenge, but also how the politics of the time has set him on that path, and how mm. there was a lot of... And again, I said to you, it was really interesting because I asked you a few questions like, how, what was, was that, uh, like, like you, I know you've kind of gone into, um, you know, is it historically accurate and did that really happen? Mm-hmm. But what about the politics at that time? Is, well, is that what was going on? People were like, what's hap- what's going to happen next? Well, basically, yes, sort of, basically the... Because I didn't realise how much politic, po- there was mm. a political storyline to it until I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a very political yeah. film, this. A very, very political film. From the outset. Um, and it's... But it kind of not heavy hands it and it kind of maybe loses it the last third of the film. It doesn't concentrate well, on that as much. Well, my immediate thought of it with, with the plotting of this is that I'm not picking on the pacing because we normally pick on pacings of the film. I'm not, I'm not, I've no problem with I the pacing. I think the pacing's okay. The pa- uh, how it's paced. I think it warrants... And that's even the extended version. I think, version. It, I I think it warrants its two and a half hours yeah, to okay. three hours run. Okay, um, yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. It's not one Doesn't of those... Doesn't drag. Yeah, I think, I think if this went for our ideal hour and a half, it would do a disservice to the story that they're trying to tell. Yeah, you, no. Do you know what I mean? It would, it, yeah, you can't it, do it. It don't work. You can't. I mean, no one's asking you to go back to the 60s doing Anthony and Cleopatra. And or it's intermission and all that. An intermission, no. 
Fuck, fuck off. off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think at the end, they they have focused on the political side of it. So at the end, it's almost like we've got to wrap up stories now. Um, in terms of it, it drops that and for the last third. Yeah, yeah. I think, but. That's kind of the thing that I like about it. I like how political it is because Rome, uh, the Roman Empire. I just find is, it an interesting is, thing revisiting it to to pick up on the Roman go, oh, Empire actually. is an incredibly politically in, engaged society, mostly for elite Romans. If you're a poor Roman citizen anywhere in the empire, or not even a citizen, a freeman, or a slave, or whatever, you won't have much day to day involvement. But for the elites and we only really know about the elites generally poor people don't leave us any much in terms of written evidence you know what I mean we know what oh, yeah, the, yeah. we know what the senators right, okay, we know yeah. what the senators thought at the time because we, we have everything. we have the documents written by a, a Roman senator at the but time but we didn't find like Anne Frank bloody diary and yeah but but we have no no idea what the Fucking day to day Decimus who lived uh, like yeah. on you number twenty four. Yeah, in a mud up. No, no, no one, no Marcus one knows. Sins. But um, uh, yeah, it's it is a very political film because we are at a point in Roman history where there is somewhat of a concern as for, as to well, what comes next? Like, who comes next? Marcus and Aurelius, you can see there's Marcus a lot of Aurelius, just conversations been, with other like senators and shit. Marcus and his his dynasty, what's known as the Antonine dynasty, they'd had been on the throne for quite a long time uh, now, um, basically for over a hundred years. That bloodline. The, no, not the bloodline, because here's here's the historical thing. Commodus is the only one who is the direct child of the previous emperor. Oh. The previous ones they've always been adopted into the family. Oh, right. Okay. Basically, that that had become the new normal that the previous emperor would adopt someone who they wanted to become emperor oh, after okay. them. Um, Marcus was uh, uh, adopted by his well adoptive father Antoninus Pius, um, who was in turn he'd been adopted by Hadrian, who'd been adopted by Trajan. Allegedly, he might not have been, but he pretended at the time he was. Um, so politics at that yeah, time was it, was it was it was very fluid, and that's that's why. I think they make that choice yeah, to yeah, try yeah. and make in, out uh, that Marcus didn't want Commodus right. to be yeah, emperor, yeah, yeah. even though he absolutely emphatically did. Um, all the evidence shows that Marcus wanted Commodus to be emperor after him. Um, okay. in, a, in a way, they'd sort of it, that caused a bit of a frisson because, it, like, that caused a bit of a political upset because it was like. Hey, why haven't you picked someone else, someone a bit more worthy rather than just your son who's only bothered in like gladiatorial games and stuff like that? Mm. So it's almost well, like I think that so character... it's almost like Marcus was trying to set up a, a dynasty as we would understand a dynasty, as in a, a bloodline, yeah. rather than a, an adoptive dynasty. Do you understand what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to say yeah. there? So that causes a bit a bit of political. Because it's like, whoa, hang on a minute, that's yeah. not what we do. And I think this film sort of 
Captures, captures that. You can tell the the rest of the the other senators. It sets off the particular, film. Particularly Senator Gracchus, De, uh, Derek Jacobi's part. You can tell he's very put out by the fact that he has to deal with this young man, yeah. Commodus, who he doesn't particularly respect. Because he knows he, he knows that he's, he's, he knows he's, he's not got the he's fucking not, balls. He's not got the brains. He's not got the the nous to to mm. lead. Yeah, and he's all, um, he's only interested in his own pleasures. Like powers drove him mad. Clearly throughout yeah. the film, he gets worse as the film goes and on. The, and that's the thing. So that's a lose one, it. One thing that I really like, but it's not necessarily. It shows, it shows Commodus's descent into madness. Yeah, that he is go, that he is going absolutely power mad. With. I was literally just about to do that. Yeah, sorry. I just had to put light on, guys, because we just sat here and gathered gloom. Yeah, <laughs> and I can't see my notes <laughs> anymore. Know, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it captures that descent into madness. Now, Commodus, historically, isn't... He don't come across to me as a madman. He comes across to me, uh, it, historically, as a petulant child. Yeah. It's like, I want, I want, right. I want. Um, and he throws, he does throw these enormous great games, although it pretends that Marcus Aurelius like, didn't want to throw these games previously. Again, no evidence of that. But it, it's, trying to, it's trying to show that... Commodus is, 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 is spending lavish amounts of money on these vast games to try and win over the populace because that's, that's how... Right, okay, so following on from that then, let's talk about the scale of the film. Like, let's move on to yeah. that for a little bit. Okay. Go ahead then. Again, $100 million. Like, mm. why, what, why did it cost... You know, obviously you're saying at the beginning it cost a lot and they threw it all on the screen. And mm. I remember at the time when it came out... Um, there was a, a note about the CGI in it, mm. like it's very complementary. It's not in your face. Yeah, and... it's it's not in and your even face. Now it's and even now, the CGI's and fine. And I think, yeah, holds up. Yeah, it holds does, up. Yeah, it's because like... it's very subtle. Um, well, they literally built. You know, the Colosseum. Uh, yeah, yeah. That it's it's a half. Yeah. It, they half built the Colosseum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember, I remember um, that in the papers at the time. Yeah, this huge set that they they half built for the thing, and you can you can tell those scenes in the amphitheater in in the Colosseum are just breathtaking, well, real, realistically in scale, like absolutely enormous. Yeah. In scale. Yeah. Um, for a film, and it's it, it's there. You can see it's real. You can yeah, see yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it was probably one of them films where it was at a period where there was a transition where there was less and less. Yeah. There was practical. Well, yeah, I know, but this this I found to be a very practical, effective yeah, yeah, yeah. film, um, and to get the like the costumes, right. No, I'm not going to go on about whether they're accurate or not because it's a fool's game with these things. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You just can't. Right, but all all of it's there you can tell that they've spent Again, a Ridley vast Scott amount is... of a, a vast amount of money yeah. on this this world building again it's not necessarily the actual roman world yeah. but it's it's his they, they world aiming for it, they're aiming for it and i think ridley scott has they, they picked him because he's he was no well when he was at the height of his game he was known as building worlds he wanted to instead of having two people talk in a room, he went, I want to look out the window, what's out there? Mm. That's, let me convince you 
Like, this, yeah. this is a world... And there, are, there are a lot of <laughs> shots of people standing in front it, of windows. For me, with... he's trying to evoke, again, um, an historical epic. Does he... I think it's not that... It doesn't hit them heights for me. I mean... But I appreciate that that's what they're aiming for. It's of, it's of a huge it. scale. Yeah, it is. It is, it is of an absolutely And it's a big film, even it went at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, in terms of a lot of people seeing it, making a lot of money, and people in, being in public that, consciousness... I think... I mean, obviously, I was only 10 it. at the time. Um, I so, like school. So, well, yeah, I know, but, like, you're that ancient, aren't you? You were there. Um, <laughs> I was, yeah. Yeah, I'm in the background. Um, but I remember thinking at the time, I remember thinking as a youth, wow. Wow, look at it. It's it's enormous. Yeah, and the, oh, there's actual gladiatorial yeah, 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 yeah. games going yeah. off. Like that that first really big one in the actual Coliseum. Not the Are You Entertained Little Coliseum. In the big Coliseum where they have the, the chariot battle. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Good, 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 go, good. Really, really good thing. Um, like, I remember back, good. yeah, I remember thinking, yeah, because that's a really good character moment yeah, for yeah. Um, Maximus because he, he's an actual, he's a general. Yeah, yeah. He knows like, it, he, that, like, you keep your formation, yeah, here's yeah. his formation. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't break it, do not break it yeah. until I say, yeah. break it now. Um, yeah, the chariot's go, good. Yeah, really good. Um, and I like how the film's structured. It's almost like, it's just... it, 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 it's pushed forward each time by a new set of yeah, gladiatorial yeah, yeah. Yeah, games. Yeah. So they have that big chariot, big battle, and then they have the, that one-on-one battle with like the uh, the guy who was dressed in like yeah, yeah. basically a full suit of armor. I don't know why he would be dressed in a full suit of armor, but fine. Um, with the tigers and all yeah, that, yeah. that's cool. Oh, and uh, I don't know whether you've noticed, but at the beginning of this film, they can't put no animals were harmed at the thing because tiger was harmed really? by accident. Oh, like, well. uh, there was a, there was an accident. There's other tigers. There are, well, there, are, there really aren't. <laughs> oh, no. that, I mean, like, you know what I mean? But yes, a, ti- a tiger How was, was harmed, so you know? I can't remember now. Oh, but it but, was. Uh, yeah, a, a tiger was injured oh, shit. during the during production. Mm. So, I mean, whoopsie daisy. Maybe about twenty mil of that fucking budget went on sorting that out. In well, court. Not to, yeah, the WWF <clears throat> were probably there, like the wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, no, to the one um, with the panda. <laughs> yeah, the panda. Um, yeah, we're probably like, well, you can pay out to some fucking animal charity now, and um, I'm not saying if anyone knows until the then, end of time. Like, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's it. That's just a side note. Um, but yeah, it's almost like you've got the. The political stuff, the descent into madness of Commodus, and then it's the plot's then pushed forward. Oh, here's my new plan. What I'm going to do is trying to get him to fight this big fuck off brick shit house yeah. gladiator, and he'll kill him. Nope. Nope, he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, really, it's a stupid plan for Commodus because what he's, he's, uh, what he's, uh, what he's noticed is that Maximus is becoming more popular than him and he's won over the crowd, as they keep saying in the fucking Yeah, film. they do Win hammer the that no, Win the crowd. Well, it's the central thesis of the film, really, so yeah. they're going around there, aren't they? But... um win the crowd and it's sort of like slowly flipping Commodus is losing the crowd yeah whereas 
Maximus is gaining the crowd. Um, He's a hero for the do you people. Know, do you know, I could fix all of Commodus's problems in this. Just don't schedule him for any more fights. Just lock him just, up. Just don't schedule lock him for him any more fights. Don't feed him and just lock him up. They'll forget about him and then just get someone to fucking do him in yeah. later. Or just sort snidely it. do it. Yeah, sorted Commodus. Well, he does try and do it snidely himself, doesn't he? At the end, well, stabs him. Yeah, well, but, that's when he actually does kill him. Yeah, but... Anyway, uh, yeah, I just want to talk about Joaquin Phoenix for a Go moment. On. Because... I really, I really like it. I really, really like it. Uh, it's a touch, it's a touch hammy. It's a touch hammy. And I think but, maybe for me, he was, he's not, he wasn't, he's then, back then, he hasn't, he's learnt to be an actor. A better actor. Maybe, but I, I like, I've absolutely no problem with this. And I'm surprised the nomination as well. No, I, th- I think you're absolutely wrong. Okay. You're, um... He does really well in this. I would have preferred him to win the Oscar rather than Russell Crowe. I think Russell Crowe's very serviceable in it. He's very good in it, in fact. I'd say more than serviceable. Mm. But which of the which of the two, outside of their meme ability, is more memorable? I think probably Commodus, as in Wacky and Phoenix mm. in this. He's he's I disagree. Yeah, well, you can. You're also wrong. But <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, I mean, he's up there in like most iconic. Like he usually mi- makes the list of most iconic villains. Does comedy? I don't see it, mate. I really don't see it. Well, why? Don't, what don't you I don't, see? I don't, I know, I'm not. I'm just. Didn't, well, why? Because I've just said because I just don't. Well, okay. But if we, if we can't give a reason, then that's not a reason. Um... <laughs> Well, it's my fucking opinion. Yeah, yeah, fine. Um, I know. I just, I don't know. I think, okay. I, I, I think he's trying to be. I think he's from scene to scene inconsistent. Well, yeah, I know, but I think his character's supposed no, to be. No, but inconsistent. I know that's his descent into madness, which I, like, I, I do notice that's the character. I do, um, but I'm not. I just don't. I, I think Joaquin Phoenix has learned to be a better actor. I mean, I'm quite. Willing and I'm just not to a say, fan of that that character or the actor in that role. I'm quite. I'm quite willing to say that he's he has improved as an actor. I mean, is that an answer? Joker, is that is that is Joker, that a reason? Yes. Okay. Yes. Fine. Good. Um. Yeah. I've got. I will accept that okay, one. Okay, Neil. Thank um, you. But oh, I mean, Luke, Luke I mean, in Joker, shite character in it. Well. It's it's a necessary character. I don't think I don't think she necessarily plays it brilliantly, right? Because it's the thing that I noticed we're, about the film. That I said wishy washy is the only thing I can think of to describe. I don't really think I don't really think she's wish, she's wishy washy in it. Um, I think she's a little bit. She's taken a bit a little bit too literally direction. She's got off Ridley Scott. What do I mean by this? You can tell Ridley Scott had the vision of, in his mind's eye, of a bit like an historical epic from the sixties and seventies, right? In and earlier from earlier from the fifties, sixties, okay. and seventies, and you can tell because a lot of them act like that. Uh, very big, very dramatic, yeah, yeah, yeah. very also very classically trained English actor at the time. I get what you um, mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, 
and so and so it has this big epic tone which is a, at times a little bit melodramatic like so for instance the <sighs> iconic si- so for instance the iconic scene of uh, so I am Max- upon it now. I'm Maximus Decimus Meridius blah, blah, blah. and that and the the score swells a little bit and I will have my vengeance I bet, right? again that and, great score yeah okay, let's just come on to let me finish this point and then we'll do the score um but she occasionally she's being told do it like a like a like Sophia Loren in the in the fall of the Roman Empire like one. staring into and, the distance uh, and, and, and like wondering. A, what's the name of play Cleopatra Liz Taylor Liz Taylor do it do it like that with an epic tone and you yeah, can yeah, tell yeah. For it with her final speech of he was a soldier of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Honour him. So, and I, th- I think she just, she doesn't meet it. She doesn't quite meet. He's telling her to do it like do it that like and that. she can't, yeah. she can't quite get it. She hasn't quite he went, got we'll the move on. We've got it. We've got it. We'll move um, on. I don't mind her. I can see what you mean. I can see what you mean. And I also think, because, just to bring it, in again, I'm sorry, a little bit of history because her character is a mishmash of quite a number of people okay, okay. in his life. Is that the ca- that's... It's, a, it's gonna be a little bit scattershot okay, because okay. She, right. she kind of has to sort of play if that's the part. The justification of, we're going with. I think if I'll there is a justification, <laughs> if there is a justification, her character is always going to be a little bit scattershot because she she's playing the part of what in real life was played by three or four people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Who all had different personalities and different motivations. So, yeah, so that it's, it's not great. It's, I think it's good, but it's not great. So, right, just uh, just getting on, keeping on the theme of character, right? So, do I just want to say, right, Maximus, for me, um, the way that the character's written, I think it, very, very good. Um, you know, they try to make you understand that he's proud, he's loyal, he's strong. You know, and he's probably mm. because he knows his wife and child, and he wants to go and see him. He's, he's almost, and at the end, he's like, "I'm just tired of it now." Yeah, he's I'm so tired of it now. Yeah, yeah. I think a really good character. You know, he gets the best fucking lines unleashed. I hell. think got... all of his lines are oh, memes, aren't I they? Now, about you know? that. They, they are all memes. So, on my command, unleash hell. You know what we do in life will echo in eternity. You know all these yeah, big yeah. lines. Like, wow, okay. Yeah. I know you're trying to be a big fucking. But that's thing, what right? that's what I mean about the epic tone. Though, it does, to the, it those is trying. Thing, it's trying. I tell you what. I tell you what. It's a bit like. It's like a Shakespeare play. In okay. its way, and do you know why? Okay. It's, you got two of Shakespeare's okay. most famous plays are Julius Caesar and Antony and Cleopatra, right? It's. I'm not saying that's what he was definitely trying to do, but it's not not there, guys. It's 100%. not not there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, you know, like, again, you're not entertained and. And he's respected I mean, and, and trusted as well. It gives that he's a, he's a loyal he's man, a, he's a good he's a, man. Yeah, and, and he's, he's clearly a shit, very he's been competent... He's basically, yeah. there you go. He's clearly a very competent general as well. Um, you see that at the beginning, like you say, when they're in Ger- yeah. Germany, basically. Yeah. Um, but good, good. Again, he's really good in it, and you can see why they've got yeah. the Oscar. I mean, it's not, he's not chewing the scenery or blowing anything from away. What, from what I said before, I don't. I weren't trying to say that he didn't deserve his Oscar. No, no, you know, but I totally get what you mean. He's not banging in it. He's good in it, but people have won Oscars for better. But yeah, that's what. Yeah, you were in that but, fucking pool. But for the part that he has to play, 
because Russell Crowe in this thing is is more your sort of almost archetypal hero. Yeah, he, yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. He is yeah, an yeah. almost flawless man no. in this. It, if I had to nitpick, and it is a nitpick, he is almost flawless man. He His only flaw, essentially, is that he trusted people when he shouldn't have yeah, trusted them. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and he's got him in the way. He's got him in his situation. And go. I suppose another flaw would be that he's after vengeance. But wouldn't you be? Well, yeah, that's like, it. revenge. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And he gets it at the end. And but it costs him his life, it. and there you go, and he's going to see his fucking yeah. wife and child. You know, and. But again, you know, score's brilliant. Oh, mate, Pace we've, just is decent. Spend, we've just got to spend a few, just a few quick moments talking about the score. Like, oh. Well, he just fits it. Well. Yeah, it he just fits it so well. I could listen to that score now. And, and you still hear it. those themes from that score in shit today. Oh, you know they, you know they are kind of lady. She's in every historical. <laughs> yeah, film. yeah. It's like an Enya, isn't it? It's like an Enya. It's like an Enya for now. All, every every single one for years after yeah, it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, the pace is 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 decent. I've, the yeah. cinematography is decent. The script is decent. I think I think the script is really good. Actually, it's just what's written. Ridley Scott and the writers knew what they could get away with in terms of melodrama. Yeah, and it's just right. It's just I on think, the money. I, I totally think agree. it's so, just right. On that note, give us your final thoughts, man. Right, final thoughts. Um, I. Was worried about talking about this film because obviously I know a lot more than I did at 10 years old about this particular period, and it's a period that I'm very interested in. So, if I was looking at my younger self, my younger self would be like 10 out of 10 greatest film ever made, love it, okay. love it, love it. Okay, nowadays I could nitpick, I could nitpick it to death, yeah. Um, and there's a couple of little things where you just think, oh, okay, bit, bit cliche now, but. It wasn't necessarily a cliche then. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. A very well-deserved 8 out of 10. Okay. I would think. Enjoyable film that you can watch now and holds up and pretty much everyone, I think, would have enjoyed themselves. Okay. Hey, you're giving it an 8 out yeah. of 10. Right, okay. So my thoughts are, first of all, watching it again for the show. I, at the time... Absolutely loved it, mm. and I think I, I don't know again. Maybe it's because I've not watched it in twenty years, and I didn't love it as much. In I, I knew I know I don't love it as much as I did at the time. Well, I don't like I was saying that. Yeah, I, I am the same, and I think I there's a couple of things for me. It's, I think it's trying to be, and like you're saying, it's just at that tipping point of it could have gone through the roof in terms of being more historically accurate and having. I think I think the things that they changed it would have actually it would have actually be better to have actually done what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? I haven't got time to tell you. And I haven't got time to tell you what happened. But very often the truth is usually somewhat more interesting than what a bunch of writers can make up. And I think I think it kind of hurts it because Ridley Scott says he wants to make a very accurate film and he hasn't because he built it like that no yeah, one yeah, else yeah, he built yeah, it yeah, and he yeah, hasn't really yeah. done that so yeah um i think I, i'm not this is going to sound like i'm really being harsh but i watched it again and i don't know if it's because i watched like the extended version nearly three hours and i was like well i don't i don't recall 
is that extended and what was yeah, in the okay. theatrical. So I'm going to give it, and I enjoyed it, it was all right, but I probably would have given it an eight 20 years ago. Okay. I think it's a really good film, I'd recommend it, but now I'm giving it a seven. Okay. And I can see where it won Oscars and stuff, obviously, I can see oh, yeah, that, but yeah. I'm just, my own personal opinion, I don't really Yeah, I mean, it. being harsh, I don't... I don't think I don't think you're being harsh. You're being a touch disgruntled, but you're allowed to be a touch disgruntled yeah, okay. about it. Okay. Like so, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. So that's the end of this show and the yeah. end of this season and the end of this season. This is so the end of season got, two, guys. We've got a number of plans. We'll for season three, you. no, yeah. no, we've got but, loads of stuff up our sleeves, guys. Yeah, so, you know, thanks for the support. Love, Keep stuff coming that's back. That's going to make you go, oh, really? Really interesting that. stuff in the pipeline, guys. So, yeah. Please join us. And again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, as usual. We absolutely love the support. And we'll see you in a short while. In a bit, Skip. In a bit. Bye. Bye.